everyone and welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I am your host, the Coupon Queen Ben. Guys, today I have an amazing guest, a businessman by the name of Mr. Ari Brish. I know things have been turned so crazy and upside down, and he's going to help us sort a little bit of that out. So let's take a moment out for our sponsors, and I'll be right back with Ari. So guys, like I was saying, I have Ari Brish and you know, you guys, we've been looking at a lot of things where we have not been able to go into the out and things have been kind of changing upside down. And a lot of it is, do you start a business? Do you not start a business? Do you continue in your business? And even what happens if you have to shutter your previously owned business? So Ari can help with just a little bit of that because you know I love bringing you guys new people, new ideas, and new concepts. So, Ari, would you please introduce yourselves to my listeners? Hello, good morning. My honor to be hosted by a queen. I was never hosted by a queen. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) So, my name is... uh, the Queen said, my name is Arya Brish. Long time in business and a variety of industries and variety of hats. And, and that probably will lead the conversation. I recently uh, published a, a book that became a bestseller that is all about uh, how to commercialize uh, new ideas or new, new innovations and all the details that are required, whether it's a new business or your executive in a large company and what have you, it covers all the bases. Uh, so uh, I'm ready to talk about it and what does it mean for you know different people in different situations. Right, and I like the name of your book, Lay an Egg and Make Chicken Soup. <laughs> I was like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. What, okay. You said you've been in business for 20 plus years, correct? Oh, much more, much more. Maybe, uh, um, let me see, maybe 35 to 40 years. Wow. Okay. I look 30, but I'm older. (laughs) Well, that's good. That's a good thing. (laughs) So, okay. You know, There have been times, and of course, everyone says, I want to start a business. I want to start a business. I want to start a business. And, you know, it's one of those things of the best laid plans of mice and men. But what has been your stick to it points with being a business owner and starting businesses? The the main thing that people uh, with my experience doing my own job and executive in corporate and entrepreneurship. And, and in most recent years, I mentored dozens of new business owners and entrepreneurs. And one common thread that I have seen and actually triggered me writing this book uh, is the fact that in most cases, the people that start the business or the entrepreneurs, they 
don't have the experience of all the details they need to watch for, uh, especially the young entrepreneurs. Maybe my youngest mentee was a high mm. school kid, and many, many entrepreneurs, founders of startups or, or new businesses in the 20s, uh, they, they, they're great in coming up with new ideas, uh, but they lack the experience to. Uh, uh, know what to watch for and what details right. to pay attention right. and, and all of that stuff. So, the other okay. of entrepreneurs you, you, you find is um, people that kind of left the corporate world in the 50s and they think, uh -huh. okay, what do I do now with my life? And many of them start a new business. And, and it's kind of the experience in the corporate world helps, but uh, it's kind of a different animal. So, I the book covers that as well, the differences, different situations, what's the difference between uh, uh, being an executive in a large company or being a small business owner. So would you say that most entrepreneurs definitely need a mentor? That definitely help. Uh, one of the issues by nature, if you're starting a new business, you're by yourself, right? One person or maybe two or three partners. Uh, and, and that's usually a too small of a group to have the diversity of thinking. Right. Uh, uh, to kind of double check your assumptions and, and, you know, have some devil's advocate challenging you. and, and Right, right. So in, in many cases, you can call it a mentor. Uh, I'm, I'm involved now with a, with a startup that we have a, the guy, the, the founder assembled a pretty large group of, we call it advisory board. So it's about 10 or 15 people of us that meet once a month and, and brainstorm. He brings up all kinds of issues and questions that he has and we kind of brainstorm and, and help him think it through. And, and the fact that you have multiple people talking about it, you, you get good ideas from this or that. And, and right. So your own concept of what you need uh, to do. Okay. So with so many startups happening, because it seems like that's, that's the, the word of the day startup. We hear a lot about a lot of startup companies. Mm -hmm. Is it that the market is saturated? I mean, what, what can a person do to make their business stand out from everyone else? That's an excellent question. So the, the concept I developed early on in my career uh, is called orthogonal differentiation. And, and it's, my background is engineering, so excuse my um, geometry metaphor here. <laughs> no problem. Orthogonal differentiation means find an angle that nobody else has in that industry. I'll, I'll give you a, an example from one of my favorite examples is 20 years old. Mm -hmm. I used to work for Motorola and back in the days, the competition with cell phones were basically battery lifetime and how many phone numbers you can keep in your memory and how, how much talk time you, you, you can have without uh, running out of battery. And 
maybe you're too young to remember, but that was the main issue with the early cell phones, battery, battery time versus talk time. And the cell phones, the, 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 the telephone itself was just plain black and nobody even cared about how it looks, more about how, it, how much it weighs and, and how much battery you get. And, and Nokia came, Nokia realized that cell phones becoming uh, a common gadget for every teenager. Right, right. Nokia did change the game because, like you said, before then, all we had was this big black brick. Yeah, right. So, so <laughs> all they did, they didn't invent anything new in a technology. All they did, they came up with color, color options. So you can, right, you can choose a yellow right. phone or a blue phone or a green phone. And that was a huge success. And, and none of the other competitors, including my own Motorola, didn't, even after Nokia started it, they, they looked down at them and said, this is real serious technology. What are you kidding us with colors? And, but it became a huge success. That's a, an orthogonal differentiation where you add right. a feature that none of the other competitors have yeah and 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 I, I you know what I never even thought about that like the color didn't add anything except for aesthetics right exactly exactly but it made people want it exactly exactly you got it uh, so so uh, th that's my my perfect example how how you can differentiate yourself and I think the chapter in my book that talks about it is is called uh, it's better to be different than to be better many many Right. Businesses trying to be better than the competitor. But in other words, it's it's about actually being different. Exactly, exactly. So if all the restaurants in your neighborhood are Mexican and Chinese and find a cuisine that doesn't exist in your, you know, driving distance, whether it's Korean food or I don't know what, but right, uh, right, not even food. Think about the view. You know, put the right. in the top building in downtown at the top floor. So yeah. So in other words, like in a restaurant, it's it's not necessarily that they're making a different cuisine, but even that they're open later or open earlier. Right, right, exactly. So if you do it at twenty-four hours, in in some neighborhoods, if there is no twenty-four hour restaurant. Right. It's, it's a differentiator. There is one very popular mm. restaurant here in Austin overlooking the lake. And, and their main differentiator is the view from the restaurant. It's facing west. You know, people come for dinner. They watch the sunset. They have the tradition of ringing a, a, a bell when the sun going down. And, and it's packed with thousands of people for dinner every day. Well, before Corona, of course. Right. And that was the differentiator. Nobody else has that magnificent view in town. Wow. And, so and the that's, food that's... is okay. Nothing special in the food. It's kind of a standard Tex-Mex okay food. But people come there and yeah, just for the view. So in other words, part of it, guys, is making your finding something that makes you stand out, makes you your idea, your business your strategy, your product, your service, just mm -hmm. different from someone else's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what, are you, what are you offering that they don't have to offer? Exactly, exactly. And uh, the way to, to, to analyze that, if you're mm -hmm. starting from scratch, is 
to map the existing situation in the, the industry or in your neighborhood, if it's a small business or in your hometown or whatever the business is. Innovation doesn't have, by the way, innovation doesn't have to, to be technology. People think about innovation as a technology. Right. I, I, don't, I don't think, and, and I mean, I made that mistake as well before thinking that innovation was just technology. Right, right. Uh, uh, a perfect example for people to think about Domino Pizza, their, their innovation was and still is, has been in the customer service. Uh, yes, they do use technology, but they didn't invent anything. They didn't invent the internet to order the pizza. They did not invent the telephone when they started. It was. Ah, so in other words, utilizing what you have around you and using the, it to your advantage. Was, was the delivery, the, the quick delivery. And ah, okay. Now delivery was pretty pretty aggressive uh, goal and they i think at the beginning they they give you your money back if they didn't make it in, in right i do remember that if they didn't get to you in 30 minutes or less you got your yeah. money back but the, the point i'm trying to make google and domino pizza went went out ipo'd to the stock market about the same time right and domino's pizza stock did twice 2x better than google Really? So Google is, is thought about, you know, like the Wall Street, one of the Wall Street uh, wonder kids, but no, Domino Pizza did 200% better than Google, just being innovative on the service, not, not, not technology. Wow. So that, that's wow. another, another uh, lesson learned. You know, uh, Southwest Airlines, another example of... Um, non-technology innovation there are lots of success stories about companies or businesses doing great okay no 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 technology so, okay so what made you decide to write your book what made you decide it was time to write a book so the funny story i i i, I never decided to write a book until it was almost <laughs> almost done so uh, I started wait, to write. Wait, how do you not decide to write a book until it's almost done? Yeah, it, it's kind of, I, I wrote notes for myself every time I mentored or had a mentorship uh, um, session in one of the organization I volunteer. Mm -hmm. I, I, I wrote notes. They did this or they did that. And right. that's what they need to improve. And then I started to blog on, on LinkedIn. And, and, uh, you know, a year or two later, I, I found myself with so much material that I said, okay, if I get it organized, it could make a book. So let me start to organize it. And even then, I uh, I did not make the decision to publish it until I was like 80% into it two or three months before that. Even wow. my family didn't know. I, I, you know, I told them two or three months before I published that I'm going to publish a book even though I kind of worked on it for probably a year or a year and a half. Right, so. right. So, okay. Wow. That's, that's awesome, though. Like, you were working on it without really thinking about working on it because you're mentoring yeah. and blogging and, and all of this stuff. 
And guys, you have been hearing for the past couple of weeks that LinkedIn is a very viable and useful tool. It is not just that weird social media, like I used to say, and, and I keep saying this, I used to say all the time, LinkedIn is social media for business people. It is, but you make valuable connections. Right. You make really valuable connections. You can make connections in, you know, areas that you want to be in or, you know, areas that you're trying to go in or even just some connections for your business as is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, so LinkedIn is not the place to, you know, post a picture of you last the dinner you had last night or things like that. Right, more, right. More, Definitely more not. Please don't post no. pictures of your yeah. dinner. <laughs> or your new bathing suit, swimsuit. But it's it's awesome tool for business because people put their business, you know, resume basically uh, there in, in the current business and the title in the business. And and in business, it's all about your connections. So if, if you need to, uh, you know, find the CEO, the owner of business X or business Y, LinkedIn help you find it very quickly because you just put the, the company name and the title CEO, they, they have different different criteria for, you know, searching and sorting. And, and, and you can find, you know, the people, assuming those people are on LinkedIn, in many, in many cases they are, some cases they are not, but- it, Right. Many of my engagements were in business development, new, new business trying to launch a new product. So they hired me to help them launch. And LinkedIn was an awesome, tremendous, powerful tool uh, to find the right people I need to call on. Wow, that is awesome. That is really awesome. So, okay. Now let's let's get into you know, some prospects here, like what, what should people be looking for? Because I know business is changing, especially now in this COVID era, business is changing. And a lot of people are having to close businesses that they've had for years. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, question, should they be looking into getting into other businesses? Or should they even be looking into, um, you know, helping someone and becoming a business partner with someone else who already has a struggling business? Is this something that people should be looking into at this point? Because it's almost kind of like change is inevitable, you know, as everyone's saying, the new normal. So how do we... It's a new new normal. So the, the easiest thing to look into the first thing to look into would be how can I, instead of, you know, throwing my, my existing business, you know, over the cliff and start all over. Right. What, what kind of adjustments do I need to do uh, to continue the same kind of business in the new normal? Okay. So let's say I'm a, hairdresser I have a hair salon right uh, and, and I cannot allow people to come in uh, one one thing I would look at 
okay, go through my clients list and offer them to come to their house and, and do their hair in, in their house. So kind of a house call instead of people coming to me, you know, mm. <laughs> probably Nancy Pelosi should have thought about it before she went to the hair salon. So <laughs> just one, one example, and I'll, I'll give you right. some, uh, like there is a vodka distillery here in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. Within a few weeks, they change the line uh, to hand sanitizers. It's wow okay almost, so in other words same, yeah. almost the same production process just you know adding some gel into that alcohol into the vodka so you can use it or adding uh, the pump so you can use it as a hand sanitizer another client of mine uh, they're doing uh, engine lubricants they also added a, a line for hand sanitizer the same thing so you can adjust your business to the new normal, new situation. Or lots of restaurants started or added, you know, home delivery to the service. Right, know, right. Know. A lot of places are adding home delivery. Or so in other words, it's the same thing. Yeah. So in other words, it's it's more like changing, changing your mindset, changing up what you do, or what you were prepared to do. Yeah, don't, don't throw it away. Just see what you can adjust in your business to, to, to the new normal or in the medical field. They now uh, do doctor visit via the internet. So it's right. telemedicine. Right. Uh, that's another example. So no, no matter what your business is, in many cases, just be creative how, how you can adjust to the new norm. I know some some uh, fitness trainers that they are doing now sessions via Zoom to the same mm-hmm. time. So instead of going to their gym, you, you, you do it at home via Zoom with the same trainer. There's all kinds of things you can do. Right. This is so, one. So are you mentoring more people virtually now? Yes, most. I would say 100% of my mentor mentorship right now is, is virtually. That's uh, and, and I have. It opens up. By the way, the new opportunities here. It opens up. I don't. It doesn't have to be just in my hometown. I have a client in the all over the world. I have clients now. Uh, well, before I wouldn't even consider that as a viable option. Now I have a client in the UK. I have a client in Israel. I have clients obviously here in the U.S. in different different cities, so uh, it it kind of opens the the mindset to to the fact that you don't have to have your clients in your uh, only in your hometown or, or whatever, whatever. Right. It, it expands it expands your territory. Exactly, like globally. Same thing wow. as the fitness instructor we talked about you can once you do it over the internet you can do it to clients in china and japan and, and germany and wherever you, you know it opens up your your, your potential market basically right, right. globally with no limitations so, okay so how do people get a hold of you if they're trying to get you to mentor them i mean what are you looking for in a mentee um, it, it's 
look for chemistry, look for you know, interesting and, and hard for me to, to even define what interesting is. But right, interesting. right. But in other words, you know you have to be able to work with that person. So in other words, the chemistry really does have to be there for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like one client I had recently in the new, under the new normal, it's a, a totally different city. They do a vehicle wrapping. So you see all the vehicles with, with big pictures, ads on, on the vehicle. That's what they do. Okay. And, and, you know, his business slowed down because people just didn't get out of the, out of the house. So right. he started to use the same technology. Here is another example of taking advantage of the new situation. He started to do uh, signs for the floor. Like when you walk to the supermarket, the, the mm -hmm. different different uh, signs on the floor walk on the right side walk on the left side stay ah. here you know? so basically the same technology as vehicle wrapping so he started to do that uh, adding right. more business to himself other than just putting the signs on the vehicle putting the signs on the floor of the different businesses the supermarkets so that's another example wow so yeah you have to adjust yeah, you have, adjust, adjust. you have adjust to adjust to the new situation. You have to adjust. So that is that is awesome. That is awesome. So where can people find your book? Okay, so obviously on Amazon is the easiest. <laughs> because of the weird name, sometimes it pops up under cookbooks, but it's not a cookbook. Yeah, it's kind of a cookbook for business, but it's not a cookbook for your kitchen. I will be very honest because I was like, uh, <laughs> "This isn't," and then I was like, "Oh no, it really is a business book." Yeah, right. So, so by the way, about the name, it's kind of a metaphor built on the fact. Many times in business, you have uh, the dilemma of a chicken and an egg, right? Right. So, so this is kind of checking, taking this uh, chicken and an egg metaphor to the next, next. Next level is a chicken mm. soup. So anyhow, go to the uh, easiest way is on Amazon. Either look for by the name of the book, uh, Lay an Egg and Make Chicken Soup, or by my name, Arya Brish. I also have a website with lots of free, by the way, my website has free stuff. Uh-oh, uh guys, he's speaking our language. He said free stuff. Yeah, right, free stuff. So see xo the letter o 360 so cxo360.net that's my website and uh, the one important thing there there is a checklist whenever you you try to commercialize or start a business or commercialize right. a new idea, there is a checklist of what to look for mm -hmm. and, and the book basically the structure of the book is like a checklist okay right and so every Every chapter is a topic that you need to address. Uh, the free download is just a list of, just a plain boring checklist. In the book for each, each item in the checklist, there is two or three examples of either success stories or, or failures or lesson learned from, from other businesses' failures. And the book, by the way, is industry agnostics. I have examples from 
food industry, alcohol industry, airline industry. Ah, so industry. in other words, it's a checklist of what to do and what not to do. Exactly. So you, got, you just go through the checklist and uh, basically it forces you to think about things you may have not uh, thought about. So and just go one by one and see, okay, this is an issue I need to address. This is not an issue in my case, blah, blah, blah. So you go through this and, and it kind of put some, some, you know, process into or some discipline into the process. Wow. Okay. So guys, definitely find out about the book. Definitely check it out on Amazon because Listen, we are all experiencing, as they call it, the new normal. And Ari just told us, you don't have to make, you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yes. You can definitely just change the way you're doing things. You mm -hmm. can make one small difference that makes you stand out from your competitors. Mm -hmm. There are so many things that you can do before you make the move of saying, you know what, that's it, I'm done, close up shop and move it on. So, you know, and, you know, everyone always says, well, the market's so saturated, this, I can't do it because of that. There's so much competition out there. But in other words, visit his website, find out how you can stand out from your competition. Find out how you know things work and his book is a checklist of things to do and what not to do so definitely go to amazon all of his information will be in the show notes guys so you won't miss a thing i always tell you this you will not miss a thing and there are so many free things on his website so you definitely have to check out the website and get some of that good free information that will help you out, not just now, but in the long run. And, and one more thing about the free stuff. I, I blog a lot on LinkedIn. So go to my LinkedIn and I, I blog two or three times a month about different, different business uh, history. Yeah. So I, by the way, I like, I like all the examples uh, because they teach you when you look 50 years back or 100 years back, you, you can see what the impact of the strategy was long term. Right. In, in many cases, these old examples are very relevant today. People don't realize you can take a 200 years old business and, and learn how they tackled, you know, the challenges they had and, and kind of adjust it to today's your business and today's situation. But in many cases, you know, you, you can look at all the examples and I love all the examples because they, they give you the time perspective of uh, what to watch for and not what not. Wow, that's awesome. That is awesome. So again, guys, make sure you go to Amazon, check out his book, go to his website. All this information will be in the show notes. And Ari, thank you so much. Thank you, and I'm honored to be on your show. You're welcome. You're welcome.
Guys, I hope that you enjoyed this and that is extremely helpful to you. So thank you again, Ari, and all of this information will be in the show notes so you won't miss a thing. As always, guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping. Hi, everyone. This is Mark from the Mark the Shark of MA Show, and you are listening to CQP Moments.